0: Yo, this is Hanging With Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging With Apes, a podcast where we discuss trending topics, current news with a philosophical and comedic flair, and our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. You can check us out at audioapesmusic.com and follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. We got a whole lot to go over. We're going to go over Berkeley wanting to cancel free speech week. We're going to go over Hurricane Harvey. We're going to go over the pardon of Sheriff Joe Arpaio. We're going to go over 10 Demands by Black Lives Matter. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Mayweather fight. We do want to apologize before we get into that. We were at a podcast seminar last week, so we weren't able to drop an es- ep- a new episode. Um, we're sorry. We are. We're <laughs> sorry. but uh. We were somewhere working to make this show better and uh, grow the show.
1: And we and, have a lot of good experiences that we had there. We, we're going to talk about it at the end of the show because, I right. mean, it was, it was jam-packed.
0: Jam-packed week. Um, good week, fun week, productive week. So, uh, But thank you for your patience. Thank you for listening and tuning in and downloading and sharing and all that good stuff. Um, thank you to all of our listeners. So anyway, jumping <laughs> right into it. Hurricane Harvey, they're saying right now that it is one of the worst to ever hit an American coast. It's real bad. Yeah. But the, the the fortunate thing about it is that there's not that many dead so far. They are expecting yeah. more because there are people still there. The flooding is continuing. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people still, still stranded and the, it's still raining. So yeah. even though the, the hurricane itself has uh, uh, decreased in power... It's still raining, and the flooding is continuing. So, Which yeah. is
1: crazy. I was looking at the numbers. Here's the numbers real quick. 11 trillion gallons of rain wow. dumped on Texas. By the time it's over, it's, I think, going to be like 25 trillion. Um, let's see how many people under flood watches. 13 million. 450,000 that are probably going to ask for FEMA disaster assistance. 30,000 uh, people who will need temporary shelter. 30,000 people, that need to, like that's, that's amazing, that's crazy. Um, what else? They have 215,000 students out of school after Houston. That's like the seventh largest school district in the U.S., so you can have some perspective on it. Um, 12,000 number of National Guard members actively helping right now. Um, 2,000 number of water rescues in Houston. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, I could go over all the numbers, yeah. but just record-breaking when it comes to that. And I feel that so far the preparation and you just everything as a whole has been handled as good as you can handle something like that.
0: Yeah, and it really does seem like uh, we've learned a lot since Katrina as far as yeah. getting the word out there, what to do. A lot of studying and, and analysis went into, okay, how can we prevent something like Katrina happening again? And even with you know, a crazy amount of preparation and, and, and all of that, it's, it's not going to make things that much easier for the people that live there and the people that are affected by this, you know, that's their homes, their vehicles, their life. So a lot of people, uh, have to have to understand that and, and actually take a moment to grasp that. Like just right now, imagine where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your way to work, or in your car or on your way somewhere else or or at home and just just there being water everywhere and you and and your things it's, uh, submerged in water it's a it's a crazy thing to think about stressing
1: i mean it be pretty depressing i mean just imagine all the the stuff that messes up that like isn't so materialistic like pictures and photo books you know like just all, just anything of of like significant of, of higher significance than that of like any money that they could make you know yeah absolutely. um and then just to the stress i mean I, even here when it floods just a normal flood it's like it's stressing you know you get out of work you come here it's flooded valuable stuff that you use messed up um you know if you have most people sometimes they'll have like their washer dryer you know in the in, in downstairs and that stuff messes up, and it's like it's just a lot of stuff that you spend on to, you know, yeah. be comfortable. And just imagine that like twenty million times over yeah, there for for people. Absolutely, so, so it's
0: rough. One good thing though, a little bit of a silver lining in the whole situation is um, they said that a lot of people are are contributing and volunteering and helping out, and due to technology. You're able to pretty much help from wherever you're at. So you know, if any of the listeners want to help, you could go on the the Red Cross app, and you know, Red Cross is a reputable organization. There, in you know, many many disasters and and catastrophes. So if you want to donate and help out, you could just download a Red Cross app, donate. You know, it's on iOS. Google all that and and help out if if you're compelled to do so. Um,
1: it's it's. Again, it's nice seeing people <laughs> working together and helping each other. Especially in today's day and age, it seems like everyone's just always fighting.
0: I, I wonder um, politically, though. Like, does the left uh, blame the hurricane on the right? You know.
1: <laughs> well, we were joking about that when we were at the podcast uh, the convention. Yeah, we were. We were in our hotel room and we were watching uh, what was CNN, and. Um, any little thing, any little thing. Oh, what does Trump? Well, how does how did Trump contribute to this? It gets a little annoying. Like yeah, and we it's just a hear reach. News?
0: It's such a reach. Yeah, and,
1: there was and, one where he like he was reaching over with the Arpaio stuff.
0: Right, which is like what well, we t- another uh, topic that we said we were going to get into a little bit. So, <laughs> oh, this controversial sheriff for from uh, Arizona for the listeners that don't know Joe Arpaio. They said well uh, they used to call him Sheriff Joe. He's the one that you know uh, created the the tent city in in uh, some jails in Arizona, the Maricopa County. That's that's just yeah. the county that he was from. Um, was big uh, against illegal immigration, tough on crime, just not PC at all. Anti SJW. Just a dude that that just really didn't give a fuck about all this politically correct shit. And. Um, uh, it was, I guess, found through the courts that he was uh, racially profiling people. So pretty much, if they looked Hispanic, if they looked Latino, they were getting pulled over and questioned about their uh, their their citizenship status, which which I I find like a little bit like just kind of funny that it's just like. You know, if that was really what was going on, yeah, that's just like you know asking somebody about whether or not they're a citizen. Like, whereas, yeah. like, I find it funny because being from Chicago is just such the opposite. Like, nobody, the police don't care about that. It's There's it's just so yeah. it's just so different. But um,
1: that is way different than over here.
0: So so pretty much, uh, the courts I guess put some sort of injunction where he had to stop doing that. Well, he continued doing that, and then he was found in contempt. And then, you know, obviously uh, going to go get charged and go through the court process. And I don't know what the end result would have been. I don't know if he would have end up, ended up like doing jail time if he got convicted or or what would have been the, the result for somebody like him. But no need to even worry about that because President Trump pardoned him. Mm-hmm. And so essentially the pardon meant, hey, you're free and clear. You don't got to worry about this anymore. And then uh, Trump, during the whole you know Hurricane Harvey preparation and 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 uh, throughout all of that noise, he put that out there. So a lot of people are saying that he meant to put that out there, so it could kind of get lost in the headlines of Hurricane Harvey. Yeah, but it was funny because we had heard about it, uh, and uh, while we were over there in uh, in Anaheim, which was mm-hmm. where the podcast seminar was, and you see that CNN. They kept reaching because you know they're talking about Hurricane Harvey. Don and Lemon, and <laughs> yeah, it was Don Lemon, and they're like, "Well, who?" Uh, they're like, uh, uh, "Who did uh, Trump just pardon during Hurricane Harvey?" Controversial Sheriff Joe Arpaio, like pretty much saying, like kind of alluding to the fact that like they feel like you can't pardon a man or 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 tweet it or announce it during all of this going on. But I mean it's like you said, it was a decision that was probably made like way in advance. They probably knew it and they probably just that was when Trump decided to well, tweet no, it out because it wasn't it, it wasn't that that Trump didn't already declare you know the Hurricane Harvey situation uh, uh, an emergency and and I forgot what the official like declaration is where you know you could get like all kind of people the Coast Guard and all of that but he had declared it, you know what I'm saying now if he hadn't had done that first, before he had announced that well yeah i could see that being like oh okay well you know obviously the people of hurricane harvey and the people being affected by it are are more important than this but he had already did that like what else can he do there's nothing else he could do at that point
1: yeah yeah and every friday that's when they've uh pretty much done the whole announcement of whatever is happening and that they're they've decided so you know Don Lemon kept making it seem like you need to be a brain surgeon or something to, like, get this stuff done. Like, oh, get this ready and then just announce. You're just announcing something. It's right. not like, you know, you need to, like, be there with, like, people dressed in white. Right. And, like,
0: he, he asked. He, he acted. <laughs> he acted like if Trump tweeted, Yeah. Uh, fuck that Hurricane Harvey noise. I just pardoned Joe Arpaio. Like, he didn't he didn't say that. Like, it was, hey, you know, I pardoned Joe Arpaio, American patriot, whatever, whatever. He made Arizona safe. Yeah. So, obviously, the, the, the Twitter sphere, they were upset about it, pretty much saying, oh, it's very clear that if you're a, a bigot and a racist and you break the law with Trump's administration, you, uh, uh, the, the rule of law, you don't have to abide by the rule of law and all kind of crazy nonsense, but it was it was it was awesome though. Like while we were watching CNN, hmm. that one uh, Republican, uh, I, I want to say he was a House member or a Congressman. I don't know because oh, he was yeah, a, he was on the phone. You didn't actually see his face. I
1: uh, remember
0: the name. He was he was fucking destroying Don Lemon because he was giving Don Lemon all you know facts and, and statistics and police procedures, and he's saying, "Well, I think it was good that Joe Pile was pardoned." Because police use profiling all the time. Yes, and sometimes profiling means that you racially profile. Yeah. Because if I put out a dispatch that there's a black man or a white man or a purple man running south down Western Avenue with a, with a, with a red hoodie... Well, well, if I'm if I'm, I'm, I'm a cop, officer. a responding officer, I'm going to look for a black man, a white man, a purple man with a red hoodie running south down on Western Avenue. Yeah. So, yeah. and then if the court asks me, well, what made you out of all the people walking down Western Avenue? What made you uh, stop and arrest this man because he fit the description yeah. of the dispatch? He I fit that. Him, he fit yeah. the description. I profiled him. Yeah. That's what you do because. Obviously, it could be another man uh, that's black, white, or purple wearing a red hoodie that didn't do the crime, but you fit the, the 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 profile, so I'm gonna pull you over, see what's going on, and then we you know we'll go from there. And so people take this this profile thing like if it's so bad, well, it's a tool that you use. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you th- what do you? So people are supposed to just kind of go in in the dark and like figure it out? Nah.
1: Yeah, that's naturally as a human being, you're going to, you know, if you're, if let's say you're in a predominantly Asian community and then all of a sudden, you know, you always see Asian people there and all of a sudden you see like a white person, you're probably like, wait a minute, <laughs> what does he do? You might not even think anything bad, but it's like, this is not normal. So now you're thinking, well, what's going on? Let me pay attention to that. Right. That's racial profiling. Absolutely. you like, oh, well, this person is...
0: How many times have we gone to, like, the west side, you know, by the buildings, and we've seen, like, white people walking around, and we automatically know that those white people on that part of town are there to buy drugs. Yeah. We know that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's racially profiling, but that's because... The statistics, the evidence, what we've seen, what we've observed, what we've analyzed, have shown that any white person that's in this fucked up ass neighborhood is here because they're trying to buy drugs. We know that. We know that. (laughs) So now if a cop is trying to find somebody that's buying drugs or a detective or a, a narcotics officer. Well, based on my knowledge, I'm going to stop this white person because what are they doing in this neighborhood? Yeah, exactly. What are you doing? Oh, sure enough, you have drugs. Like, Matter of fact, let's use this personal
1: uh, experience we, we just had when we were in the convention. So we're in, we're in uh, L.A. Uh, what was it, Rodeo Drive? Well, close to Rodeo Drive. It was like this mall that was a couple blocks away from Rodeo Drive. Um, and we went to Foot Locker because... I don't know what the hell's wrong with us lately. We, we've been on this like shoe craze, which is cool because there's a lot of shoes. So we went. We were looking at them. I'm wearing a red...
0: Red flannel in, shirt.
1: Yeah, red flannel shirt. And like my Jordans, uh, I just got the Jordan 13s. If you guys don't know what the Jordan 13s are, those are the, the new Jordans that you'll probably see in... If, if you go to the mall now,
0: they're legendary Jordans, yeah, and they're red and black,
1: yeah, red and black. They're the new ones, they're called the Jordan 13 Bread. So, if you google them, you'll see that they're black and red. So, I was like, Oh, well, I have these shoes, I have this shirt, let me put them on. So, everyone kept staring at me, uh, like so, some people that were kind of buying shoes, they kind of looked at me like a little weirded out, and then the Foot Locker employee kept like kind of following me around and that. You know, I found I found it mildly annoying because I, I didn't understand. So I was like, okay, this is <laughs> kind of weird. Like, what are you doing? This is, like, apparent. So, like, he'd be walking, like, right b- behind me, and then I would turn, and then he would just, like, leave. I was like, dude, like, I could tell your father Did you need to ask me something? But whatever. I let him do whatever. He, you know, it is what it is. So that's uh, – I forgot what day that was. Then we're leaving. And, uh, and then uh, while, while we were flying – uh, the person that was sitting next to us, which is actually a pretty cool person. Shout out to Priscilla. <laughs> um, she, we, we were talking to her and uh, we're, uh, we're heading to Chicago. We're heading back to Chicago. And, um, and was me naturally, I was like, oh, well, how'd you like LA? And then right away she was like, oh, I'm from here. So then uh, Tway decided to ask, well, hey, let me ask you a question. And then and then he asked like why were people kind of like weirded out by the fact that I was wearing the red shirt and the and the shoes because the way I was wearing the shirt didn't seem like real gangbangerish right but we all know in California there's Crips and there's Bloods mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know gangs and shit so then she was like yeah usually like gangbangers do will wear like a red shirt and to 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 kind of like make sure that you know you know that he's in that gang like the shoes will match the shirt. Mm -hmm. and then right away we're like oh so that's why people were kind of like a little freaked out and you know that's that's just i guess naturally in that environment something that you might not want to do if you don't want certain attention you know um not that you 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 can't do it but i'm just saying you know just being weary of the situation because maybe i could have been Somewhere where I shouldn't be wearing that, you know, and then some problems could could arise. So it's it's just that's a natural thing. People are going to look at things and they're going to judge you off of your appearance. Absolutely. You know, I'm Latino and I'm in Cali and I'm wearing red like I can't be mad at that. I have to understand that, um, you know. No matter how mildly annoying that was, I mean, I I didn't know. I'm not from California, so that's not a culture that I... What
0: was crazy about it is I thought that they would know you're not a blood by how much you were crip-walking in the store. (laughs) Like, I'd imagine, imagine, well, sure, he's wearing a lot of black and red, but he's crip-walking. All I throughout was. the store, so
1: I was very like. Excited.
0: Does, doesn't that counterbalance? Doesn't that mean anything to you? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But, but, people but yeah, but understand. absolutely,
0: and and it's uh, a <laughs> that's real valid. You know, it, it's important to know what you look like and 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 you know, and the certain where you're mean, at. Yeah. It, it, it's funny because I remember when I was younger, and I used to work, you know, with my dad, and you know, I might have him like you know drop me off or like I'll, I'll walk down the block or whatever. And so now I'm, I'm, I'm walking home from working with them and I'm filthy because I either like either doing demolition or like construction or, or mixing cement or whatever the case, you know, filth or painting. Just I'm filthy and like gangbangers would jump out and be like, you know what you is. And I would just be so baffled because I'm it's like painting. <laughs> actually, I would be pissed because they're not profiling like profiling would serve to my benefit in, in this situation. Look <laughs> at me, I'm not gangbanging. I'm I'm fucking tired. I'm coming home from work. Like, leave me alone, please. Profile me, so then you you won't do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so actually, in some cases, profiling can serve uh uh in you know to to one's benefit if if you know if depending depending logic. upon the situation and and depending upon the logic. But, um, but yeah, it, it you know, it's,
1: it's 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 natural. You can't, you know, you just can't operate in any way uh, if you
0: don't. And, and it's important to understand that Arizona was obviously like since Trump's become president, the problem isn't as bad. I mean, it's still a problem and it still persists, but it's getting better. Uh, But it it was real bad when it came to the illegal immigration. Their crime rate was going up. There was a lot of stuff that, uh, a lot of reasons, I should say, that uh, sort of justified doing certain things. Now, were we there for every single uh, uh, occurrence? No. So maybe there was some racial slurs at some point. Maybe there was some uh, lack of professionalism at some point. But we weren't there for, for every occurrence. But one thing I will say, there wasn't many videos of, like, shit popping off with, like, Hispanics, you know, and, like, you know, cops beating their ass or shooting them or whatever. So I'd imagine that there was a higher level of professionalism on the, the law enforcement side compared to some other states. You know what I'm saying? Because there's some cities and some states that, like, that's, it, it, it's, like, a constant slew of, of uh of a lack of professionalism from, from the police. So, so you know, it, all of that has to be taken into context and, and looked at for, uh, for, for what it is. But um, any, any uh, of our, our listeners out there that are white, um, we want you to know that uh, Black Lives Matter has um, a list of demands that they would like you to know. Meet them. Meet them now. Meet their demands, please. <laughs> Do it now. It's it's absolutely necessary. Isn't this the craziest shit? Yeah, it's, isn't it's this the craziest crazy. shit?
1: Do, uh, well, the the list was uh, put together by Chanel Helm, and she's a co-founder and core organizer of Black Lives Matter Louisville. So we don't want you to think that this is like some just like somebody that just put that. No, these are this is someone that has uh, you know at least in Louisville, you know that's the co-founder and organizer, like you know so. I think we should just start, well, it's 10 demands, right? So, number one, white people, if you don't have any descendants, will your property to a black or brown family, preferably one that lives in generational poverty.
0: Number two, white people, if you're inheriting property you intended to sell upon acceptance, give it to a black or brown family, you're bound to make that money in some other white privileged way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Number three. If you are a developer or a realty owner of multifamily housing, build sustainable complex in a black or brown blighted neighborhood and let black and brown people live in it for free.
0: White people, if you can afford to downsize, give up the home you own to a black or brown family, preferably a family from generational poverty.
1: Number five, white people, if any of the people you intend to leave your property to are racist assholes, Change the will and will your property to a black or brown family, preferably a family from generational poverty.
0: Number six, white people, rebudget your monthly, so you can donate to black funds for land purchasing.
1: Number seven, white people, especially white women, get a f- racist fired. You know what that? You know what the fuck they be saying? <laughs> you are complicit when you ignore them
0: get your boss fired because they racist too. Number eight. Backing up number seven. This should be easy, but all those sheetless clan Nazis and other little dick white men will all be returning to work. Get their ass fired. Call the police. Even if they look suspicious.
1: Number nine. Okay. Backing up number eight. (laughs) If any white person at your work or as you enter in spaces and and you overhear a white person praising the actions from yesterday, first, get a pick. Get their name and more info. Hell, find out where they work. Get them fired. But certainly address them, and if you need to, you got hands,
0: use them. Number 10. Commit to two things. Fighting white supremacy where and how you can. This doesn't mean taking up Knitting, unless you're making scarves for Black and Brown kids in need, and funding Black and Brown people and their work. Thank you from Black Lives Matter.
1: Jesus so, Christ. So,
0: so in here, in here, what what do we have? In here, we have communism. We have uh, a promotion of violence because if you got them hands, you better use them. <laughs> uh, we have we have uh, the redistribution of wealth. We have We also
1: are missing proper English in some of those yeah, sentences. Yeah, we have
0: a lot of fucked up English in here.
1: That is a pet peeve of mine.
0: So I, I I essentially these ten things are I would say Karl Marx's wet dream, like his utopia, I'd imagine. Yeah,
1: and, and also probably the most offensive thing that you, and you racist, can say about, about black and brown people and then say that to white people. Because, exactly. like, I'm not a fucking moron. <laughs> like, I know how to get my own. I'm here to get my own. I don't need help. This is, like, the weakest shit I've ever seen. And, yes, that's fucking Karl Marx's wet dream right there. And and to me, it's just, this is a co-founder and organizer of Black Lives Matter. This is not just any Joe Schmoe just, like, making this shit up. This is, this is, I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't even, it, Is this how bad things have gotten? Because this is what, when, I mean, a long time ago, when we, when we, and we have predicted the fact that white people were going to get tired of dealing with shit. Now, of course, I wouldn't say white people getting tired of dealing with this type of shit, um, gives them a good reason to be on some KKK white nationalist stuff, but this definitely does fuel the fire towards that direction.
0: Yeah, well, somebody definitely somebody that already thinks like that. All you do is justify exactly. why they think like that. They're gonna, you're you're not gonna change their heart and mind by this shit. You're gonna add fuel to the fire. And uh, it, it's funny because um, this is what that 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 perpetuation of the victims mentality creates. It's like oh, gimme, 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 gimme. You owe me. You owe me. You owe me and um it, it's it's ugly it's ugly especially when we live in a country where so many people work so hard for what they have like 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 it was so baffling to me because like i said and i've said this on the show before like i have white friends and and and, and white white friends that work hard yeah, yeah work hard overtime and 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 dealing with shit that that the average person doesn't deal with on a daily basis And to say, oh, uh, give your money to a black or brown family because you're going to get it back in some other white privileged way. What does that mean? First of all, what does that mean? Someone, please tweet us the answers to this. It it doesn't mean anything They they think because somebody is white that they that they just coast through life, you know, and they just have and 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 it's sad because like I hate like it. It, it, it's it, it's sad because like that we even have to like talk about something like this because I feel like I feel like sometimes you know what I'm saying we don't um like like it's like we have to defend white people against our own people but it's like if you're going about something like unfair and unjust like we have to speak about it and, and you're it's yeah. not right it's this not is, right yeah. like this is not like what are you talking about in here like who? Who are you talking, like what white people? Are you saying all white people? You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, and, and it's just, you know, it's, it's um, what's the word here? It's cowardly to, to, to think that way, but more than anything, it's like an ignorant way to go about life. And also, it's, it's just negative. Like, I, I, I don't I don't know how that promotes any growth for the people that you say that you care about. Yeah.
0: At the end of the day though, like one thing that it, it's funny is that it's really all entertaining because nobody's going to adhere to that shit. That's true, but but what about the people that that care to make a you know what I'm saying like, you know, this is a joke.
1: You make yourself look like a joke. Like how do I how do I say this like not every uh there's black people like cuz there, cuz there was a you know there was a teacher that was fired from um let me see what school it was. Cuz and they were talking about certain stuff that kind of pertains to this. Well, he got fired because he didn't, he, although he, some of the stuff from black Lives matter, he, he messed with, that was the type of stuff that he doesn't mess, mess with. And he had uh, commented, uh, he had said that like the people that think like that should be hung. And it was like in a video seminar. Um, so they recorded and had it on the website. So he got fired because he said that, Hmm. And, well, you know, you probably shouldn't say people should get hung. Like, you know, that's probably not the best way to approach things. But I kind of understood what, what, what yeah. he might have meant. Because the dude was black. It's not like he says, you know... You're right, it wasn't like
0: it was a white guy. Yeah, saying, a white
1: but... guy. It it's a black dude. And, and I could tell that what he was trying to say was like, you know, I care about my people. And I don't want them to go down this path. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So so you have people that do care genuinely for, 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 for their people. Um, whether it be a Latino or a black person or, you know, just anybody.
0: Or a black and Latino. Yeah, yeah or, yeah,
1: <laughs> a, a, a Latino. No, but, like, it's like, then you have this. And, and this is the person that organizes these things. So, I mean, then you wonder why people are fighting and 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 shit's popping off all the time. And, I mean, this is a perfect segue for the Berkeley yeah. riots.
0: And, and, and the <laughs> left, uh really having turned into a a bunch of crybabies really because now you know there was supposed to be a uh well and i say there was supposed to be because now it's in question a free speech week at berkeley where you know different uh conservative speakers were going to come and and talk about the first amendment free speech but now apparently the what was it? The mayor of of Berkeley. He wants to he wants yeah. to cancel it.
1: Yeah, Berkeley mayor. He says uh, we we should you know uh, put it to a halt and and cancel it because he doesn't want. The violence that has been happening, and that you know earlier this year, Berkeley yeah, when, when had, Milo
0: and all that, yeah,
1: yeah, and and well, they're saying that they they were thinking of having Milo from the twenty fourth to twenty. No, no, but
0: but the the violence that happened at Berkeley when Milo went the oh, yeah. first time, yeah. or yeah. was, was, was supposed to go. Actually, that was the event that sort of unveiled Antifa. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. that was that was the yeah that was that's gonna go down in history. Yeah,
0: like the like the unveiling of them like cuz they really they really came out, you know, obviously because they're they're against what he's for. But um and then Ben Shapiro uh I think on so the is, 16th is supposed to, right?
1: On the 14th, he's going to be there. And he's already saying like, yeah, if you want to protest me, you can protest me. And then he was like, but for anyone that's going to try and stop these protesters, don't do it. That's the police's job. So I don't want you guys to come here and fight these guys or you know, argue with them. No, that's the police's job, which it should be, which, which then questions like, you're, you're a mayor and as a leader how, of how your community. You, I
0: don't mean to interrupt yeah. you, but how great would it be to like go there, you know, yeah. an interview? Oh, and-
1: dude, that would be, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. And, and, and see, that's the thing. That's just, that's the type of stuff that, that you do need. One thing that, that, I mean, kind of getting a little bit off topic, but still kind of on topic is when we were over there, um, you know, I was telling one of the guys we met who uh, he didn't necessarily have a podcast, but was he liked he liked to be on podcast for uh, different stuff like financial advice and stuff because he was like a financial expert. Um, and I had told him I was like, "Shit, I'm not scared to have like a you know a, a, like a KKK member no. in our podcast. I know he probably doesn't like me, not probably he doesn't like me, but like I'm not scared to have that on the show because." This is how you, you know, you you unveil things. This is how you debate. This is how, you know, how could you be afraid of these things when they're obviously a real thing? You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. You don't run away from these topics. You no, run to No, no, you
0: run to it, absolutely. And,
1: and shit, it's cool. Disagree, you know, but at the end of the day, the truth will come out, and what's right and what's wrong will come out. And it's all due to the fact that you go into these type of things with a fearless manner. So for you as a mayor to say, oh, we'll cancel this, No. Have the police ready to go. You know, let these people do whatever they're going to do. And and if anyone gets violent, they get arrested. That's what happens. As a leader, that's what you do. You set things up. Let's put this into perspective with the whole hurricane uh, stuff that, that we were just talking about. You know, that was dealt with in a very good manner because there was preparation. People knew that this was going to happen. Obviously, that doesn't mean things are going to be perfect. That, just like in this... It doesn't mean people aren't gonna try and fight, or maybe one person might get you know punched or something. But you don't cower in, in 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 these situations because free speech is probably the most single most important thing in this nation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so you know that I completely disagree. But
0: but that's that's when you see the the lack of principle on the part of certain politicians. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and not understanding that sometimes, in order for peace, you have to go to war. And it's, uh, it's sad that there aren't more that have a good grasp of that and a good understanding of that. Like, you know, sometimes you have to go through rough situations and, and crazy situations such as this to get the point across that we're not going to be intimidated and we're not going to allow people to just... Do and say what they want on their side, but then when it comes f- for the other side to be able to speak, oh, now it's a problem, and now it's it's awful, and and then and and because really what what happens it it it, it, it empowers the the people on the left that are vile. Like for instance, well, you know about this because you had uh you had quoted the tweet and you said who tweets this this is so cowardly, and somebody put when you're about to tweet hashtag pray for Texas. But then you remember that they were a red state pretty much. So pretty much because they voted for Trump. There's people that are on the left that are so vile that will say because Texas as a state voted for Trump. Not even everybody, not every single person in Texas voted for Trump. But because Texas as a majority voted for Trump, you're pretty much saying, fuck them. Why, you know, put hashtag pray for Texas. That's vile. You know what
1: I'm saying? Evil, evil shit. And and we were just talking about you know, how how everyone has just kind of united and that's the type of stuff you want to see. And then you still have people that are going to comment and stuff like that. And th- there was other comments I saw.
0: I mean, I, I could and, have a whole thread of that.
1: Oh, yeah. But
0: it's it's That's insane. That's crazy, though. Yeah,
1: I, I even retweeted one uh, where it was like, what country would uh, would you want to be in? And then there's one where like there, it's like all people just kind of dealing with the hurricane. And there's another one where it's like protests and you know what I'm saying? People covered, and you know it's, it's you know sad.
0: what you know what's uh, crazy, and and this is something sort of that I discovered coincidentally when when the situation at at uh, Charlottesville broke out. The Huff Post posted an article about a guy with like a spray can and like pr- and uh, and, uh, and a flame, like he pretty much, like a homemade like a flamethrower. Yeah. Like, you know, and then shooting the flame at like white people. So like these white people, they're like on on this uh, on these stairs. He's shooting the flame at them with the spray can. So when that article broke the HuffPost, obviously, you know, being the HuffPost rather than like showing like this dude is 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 being violent with fire, you know, deadly. Uh, pretty much like hailing him as a hero. Like, you know, who is this guy? Well, it turns out he's been fighting racism for yada, 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 and yada, 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 yada. like making him out to be a hero. Yeah. Now, while we were, while we were in, in Anaheim, there was a video that came out of, of that same area. And uh, 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 I came across this totally coincidentally of that same area where the guy is throwing the flame of, of a guy, a white guy with a gun and he shoots, he fires off a shot. And then, you know, it, uh, it said that, that this man has been arrested, yada, yada, yada. And then people were commenting, you know, why hasn't he been arrested? What's going on? Uh, you know, how come the law enforcement didn't arrest him right there and then or whatever? And, like, totally, like, talking shit about this guy. And then, dude, before he fires off a shot, he's like, oh, all right, nigger. Like, so he, yeah. he fires off the shot. Yeah. But what's crazy about it is is the black guy has the flamethrower and and the camera angle that takes the picture of the black guy doesn't capture the 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 white guy with the gun yeah it's a cell phone video that captures the white guy with the gun but in 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 the video angle you do see the black guy with the flamethrower and it's and, and you could clearly see it and it's so funny how the media will will swing things so the guy with the flamethrower you're hailing him as a hero, even though he's doing the same crazy, reckless shit as the white guy. Yeah. yeah. So the white guy is like evil and vile and 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 nasty, but and really, his action—if you really want to like get into the law of things, which I often like to do—his actions are more justifiable because pulling out that gun to shoot somebody that's shooting flame at somebody else, he'll probably he would probably get off because like this guy is 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 breaking out this homemade flamethrower first yeah you know what I'm saying and he's responding to it now granted it's reckless because there's a crowd of people you could shoot somebody just like dude is reckless with that flamethrower but it's just so funny like the spin that 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 yeah, the that the media puts on things just, just, and and yeah. it's uh I just I just I just found that like crazy like it was coincidental but also like very interesting. The, yeah. the, the, the spin and the perspective that, that they put on, on, on situations like which that. Is,
1: which is very, you know, it is pretty much hand-in-hand hand with the whole Charlottesville thing, which was very one-sided as well. No, that 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 was Charlottesville. Oh, oh okay. Cause, well, I thought you were talking about, because you know about the UC Berkeley. I know we were talking about that they want to stop.
0: No, no, that, that, oh, wow. that was Charlottesville.
1: Because, you know, that's the type of stuff that has been happening in Berkeley, and that happened, like, on the, well, I mean, the article is today, so you know that that was happening it was like 100 uh antifa members and they had the the you know they're all black set up with the covered faces and all that and they started attacking people that were that were at a protest and it was like an anti marxist protest so like you know they're saying that doesn't belong here in america they come they start fighting and you know they they just start attacking people and and <laughs> this is this is where we're at and this doesn't get that much attention. You no, know, you, we haven't really seen that much attention from the news. Partly, obviously, because of the Harvey situation, but also just because that's not the the. Rhetoric. Yeah, because
0: even I mean, even before Harvey, it wasn't getting attention. But, Definitely not the same amount of attention that the uh, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor fight.
1: Oh yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: what do you think about that fight? It was better. Than I thought it was gonna be. Honestly, uh, like I'll be the first to say, I honestly thought it was some WWE shit. I thought it was gonna be fixed. I didn't think it was gonna be that great of a fight. Um, I thought it was good for boxing, like even though I felt like it was a gimmick, and and I guess looking back, it was a little bit of a gimmick. I think it was. I think it was uh, uh, oversold on 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 the part of the fighters. But when it came down to it mcgregor showed heart mayweather showed like how much better he was than him yeah and and it ended up being a good fight like it it was worth it for me i know there was a lot of people out there that were like complaining about the fight but that's always people that number one uh don't know a lot about boxing and then number two they they kind of like hear other people's talking points and then they they sort of like just regurgitate it because I, like at, at first the first few rounds it de- it did seem awkward but, but a lot of times awkward. a lot of times with Mayweather with Mayweather I noticed like in his past fights and and I guess I should have learned by now but in his past fights it always is sort of underwhelming at the beginning yeah a- and then it gets better as it goes and so I'm not I I wasn't realizing that like the dude is is at this point he was 49 and 0, why would he change his game plan up? Now because I was the whole time I was thinking to myself, well, McGregor is like wide the fuck open, why aren't you just destroying him? Yeah. But I realized and 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 you know a, a few people out there like Kor's brother Arturo made valid point like, well, he's always been the type to like get the other fire tired. So yeah. I was, I was, I guess, I guess, I want, I guess, I was to like thirsty for more action, yeah, like, like from so, the first couple rounds, sooner on. But as the fight went on, it, uh, it was, it ended up being like really entertaining yeah. and and a good fight and fun. And then, and then, I, and then I noticed that like I'm when it comes to boxing, like I'm a person that's very open, so like I'll have like my mindset. But then I might hear like a really good analysis or observation of something. And then I'll be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, that's right. Whereas a lot of people are not like that. Even like professional announcers. And one thing that uh, Palo Malignaggi had said that was very good was because I did feel like uh, originally that the fight was stopped a little too early. But then Palo Malignaggi was like, well, the dude hadn't thrown a punch or really defended himself in over a minute. Yeah, yeah. If you want the ref, if you wanted to keep going, you got to show the ref that you were gonna fight, and like I think that's the the way that you articulate like your point to somebody when it comes to something, when it comes to something like that, uh, yeah. especially when they have like a different uh, uh, feeling for it or a different viewpoint. So it was good. Like I thought the announcing, even down to the announcing, was good. Yeah. So yeah. overall, the experience was good and it was fun.
1: Yeah, I I enjoyed it, and you know it surprised me because McGregor, he his style as far as uh the because he's pretty good at like uh counter boxing or counter uh like a counter uh attack type of guy it worked in ufc i didn't think it would work here and i think that also surprised mayweather in the first rounds because there was a couple times mayweather was like because mayweather from the probably like the even since the first round he was kind of like the aggressor which is a little different so he was not aggressor in the fact that he was just going in crazy but he was like, okay. And a couple times that, that Mayweather tried punching him, I was very surprised at Connor's reflex and then that uppercut that he had.
0: Yeah, I was like, and, and he was sort of evasive to some of those But Yeah, yeah he, that's what I'm saying. He did a lot better. Like, at no point during the fight that I think that he would win. No, no, not at all. You know what I'm saying? But there were points during the fight where I thought, oh, okay, well, it'll go the distance. It'll go yeah. 12. Mayweather will win by points. Um and then, also, then as it started progressing, I was like, Oh man, he, you could tell Ma- McGregor's getting tired. I, yeah. and and, and you could, could tell. And it was so funny because like Mayweather's in in his corner. Shit, damn near like ready to dance because he's so energized yeah. and McGregor is dying yeah, in his like, corner. Shit. Yeah, like he had that look, like, damn, what did I get myself into? Fook. <laughs> <laughs> Fook. Fucking Mayweather. But uh but but he had he showed heart and then I like what he said when, when they interviewed him um, that, that like nobody in the UFC is taking these kind of risks. And no, they, they're, not. And, they're and, not. and so, like, definitely he gets a lot of credit for that. And then what I really liked, uh, which was sort of the cherry on top of the whole situation, is how Mayweather chose to close out his final fight. Like, the most humble that, that I think he's ever been in the ring you know what i'm saying like i i've i've seen like occurrences where he was humble out of the ring you know because everybody kind of uh uh knows him for the money mayweather persona but which is a persona right but 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 in in that ring in that ring like you saw like a sort of a i guess a a moment of clarity if you will where like even his smile and like the humility and like the way he was talking you know, just very grateful, and then and then I even retweeted what he had tweeted uh, that night, where it's like none of this would be possible without God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just shows you like the man behind behind the money, you know, and yeah. and uh, that's very respectable. And then even how he told the announcer, like, I look forward to you being in the Hall of Fame too. Like that that I felt like that was like some us type shit. Like, yeah, yeah. well, you know, this moment is really like for all of us. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. uh, sure like I'm 50 and no and it's good, but. And then what he said to Conor McGregor was, I couldn't have asked for a better dancing partner because yeah. it's art really. And that's that's what I find like so attractive about boxing more than UFC is the yeah. art to it. And yeah. in a way, it is kind of like a dance, like the yeah. back and forth and everything. So he was, I couldn't have asked for a better dance partner. So total respect to McGregor, the announcers, everything. And and he got 50-0 and 0 going in the history books yeah. and, and legend f- every, and all that. Everyone
1: won. Everyone won because McGregor... He impressed me on the boxing ring because because uh, he showed heart. He he showed a lot of skill on the boxing ring. Um, you know he still needs work, but you also saw that because they wear four ounce gloves in UFC, why he's he's so you know dominant because his reflexes are like a cat's. Um, he didn't get knocked out like he didn't hit the floor, so he went to the tenth rounds. I mean, what, what and, and then you look at his backstory, cause this has been just four years, four years ago, he was like a guy who was barely over the poverty line. Like, and be, even before that, the girl, the, the girl who he ended up marrying, she like, he he was homeless. So she took him in and she, she was like living with him and like, she was helping him out and, and all that to being from that to all the way to this, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. working hard and Man, you you're winning, like, and then and then to come into a sport that you don't even belong in, yeah, and 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 be able to go ten rounds with arguably the best boxer in history, arguably, um, that that's that's great. Then Mayweather, like you said, fifty and oh, that's w- what a way to close it, like, cause that was an event, yeah. uh, gimmicky, but an event, like, yeah,
0: yeah, and so yeah, Mayweather won, McGregor won, I think the audience won, the fans won, boxing won. That yeah. all that money, good lord! Yeah, yeah dude. Like, uh, people that bet won. Well, yeah. some lost it with yeah. that, but oh shit, well, it was like overtime well, for only, me. Only goofy, <laughs> only goofy's lost. Well, okay, listen, I'm not a gambling man, but he did get 15 bucks off of me. But that was by chance because oh we yeah, did. we
1: were playing rounds, we weren't betting. Like yeah, you would never bet. No, I would
0: have never bet against against me. But the, you know, there were some people that did. Nah, that's ridiculous. There were some people that's that stupid. did. Do you know there's there was there was somebody at work. Yeah. This shit is gonna make you laugh. Uh, probably so uncontrollably that we would have to stop the podcast. <laughs> this is crazy. There was somebody that bet that McGregor would win by knockout in the by the fourth round. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know how? Oh, my.
1: I bet people. This is how much I knew Mayweather was going to win by knockout. I bet people that he was going to win by knockout. And now, like some of them, they're trying to be like, "Oh, uh, uh, you said knockout; it's a TKO." I'm like, "Get the fuck!" It's a no, knockout. It's a knockout. It's yeah, a knockout. it's a knockout. But, but, uh, yeah, I knew he was gonna dominate him like that because, it, you know, that's Mayweather. But for you to say, I mean, ah, oh, I don't even know. You you should have said decision or something. You you were never gonna knock him out.
0: Yeah, but they said by the fourth round. Yeah, by the fourth round. Wild get wild as
1: fuck. No, and then and then at the end of the day too, with Pacquiao Mayweather. I was trying to bet people. For our May- our Mayweather side, I was like, "Hey May- Mayweather, no one wanted to take that bet, but I was willing because I knew Mayweather was gonna beat Pacquiao. I did. I wanted Pacquiao to win, but I knew Mayweather was gonna beat him, though. You know, so it was one of those things where it was it was it was a good event. We had fun, and uh, it wasn't as as bad as I thought it would be. I thought it was gonna be like just total domination.
0: I- I'm glad we caught it because man, we we the, the- with the flight and because that was the day we got back from L.A. So pretty much, the, the, our seminar was in Anaheim, but we had to fly in and out of LA. Yeah. Uh, our flight was delayed getting there, so that kind of set us back damn near half a day. Um, the first
1: day we didn't.
0: Win. Yeah, we didn't really get much done, even though that like the the event hadn't officially started, but there were like some unofficial events going on that we kind of wanted to partake in. Uh, the next what well, next year it's going to be in Philadelphia, right?
1: uh yeah in philly Mm -hmm.
0: that's that's gonna be interesting and then um yeah so it it was good we learned a lot so you could expect us to be implementing a lot of the stuff that we learned on the show um yeah so thanks you guys for listening remember um if there's something that we're talking about that you feel somebody else would be interested in please share uh that always helps and it's good for them. It's something that you know, the, you know they 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 have that they that they can listen to and and kind of uh think about and talk about with their friends and family. Uh we encourage you guys to, you know, have these kind of discussions uh with people. It, it's always good to like get the flow of ideas going and um you know, just just putting that stuff out there and and trying to come to the best conclusions to some of These crazy, crazy events that are going on.
1: Let us know what you think. Tweet us. Tweet us. Email us.
0: Uh, Subscribe, rate, review. That always helps. That's always appreciated. And you could check us out here on on, uh, the the Hanging with Apes uh, on on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. We're out there. Visit us at AudioApesMusic.com and follow us on Twitter at Hanging with Apes. Peace. Peace.